0: Just the other day, Tracy was showing me some posts in the Utah Dental Networking Group, and the discussion was amongst hygienists, which are always fun to read, (laughs) and the conversation at hand was centered around being paid by production, or hourly, or commission-driven, or a combination of any of the above. You've heard me talk about this in the past, but this time we're going to approach this from a different direction and you won't hear other dental consultants talk about it quite like we're going to talk about it today, at least none that I've listened to. And We're going to begin our podcast right there.
1: Welcome, all you wonderful dental podcast listeners to the My Practice, My Business Dental Podcast Show, where we help dentists profit and thrive with excerpts from the clinical business of dentistry training here at My Practice, My Business. We'll be addressing and answering questions with current trends dentists and their teams face each and every day in their pursuit of this wonderful career we call dentistry. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup.
0: Every consultant that I've ever hired uh, has always told me that hygienists should be paid uh, 33% of their production. Any of us can go to the internet and see the same hygienist payment strategy that's taught by plenty of entities out there. So it's no mystery. The mystery's over. They published it, it's out there, it's 33%. <laughs> the problem with this strategy of hygiene pay is that it needs to take into account some other very important business principles that are so often overlooked. So the first one is that we want to talk about is what are other hygienists being paid in your area? That is a business principle. But it's also a double-edged sword in that most dentists do not know what their direct operating costs are to run their own hygiene department. They've never broke that out. You know many People will understand, you know, overhead and they'll understand direct operating costs when we teach them. But we also break down that hygiene department. It's pretty exciting. Some offices are paying their hygienists way too much. That's typically the case. But on the other hand, there's a handful that are not paying their hygienists enough based on what we're going to teach you today. So the question is this, how do you know if you're paying too much or too little? And that leads us into the next business principle, number two. What what are you paying your hygienist as a percentage of production? This, you guys, is the all-knowing, all-telling question that bears truth that, er, that very few want to face. And why is that? Because one of three things will be revealed when you look at it like that with this business statistic. First, if that percentage is over 33% of net production, then you're overpaying your hygienist. Two, if you're paying them under 33% of your net production, then you are probably or could be underpaying them. It depends. We're going to talk about that here in a minute because I'm well under 33% myself. There, full disclosure, but we're going to cover that. So notice I did say the word might. Third point (laughs) on point number two, and most important, and that is the production you are paying them on. Uh, Doc, don't be greedy. That's all I'm going to say there. So I'm going to tell you what we pay our hygienists, and that's going to be the best way for you to really take a look at how you're paying your hygienists. And we're going to tell you what we pay them on and why. I've always told you guys that I pay my hygienists 15 bucks an hour, but I pay them a percentage of the following. Now, I know that some of you might agree with me on these things that I'm paying them on, and some of you might not, but I'm going to tell you why. First of all, the first one that I do pay them a percentage on is exams because I believe that four eyes four eyes are better than two. Okay, now I'm not poking fun at people who wear glasses. I'm just keeping it real here. And the hygienist is cleaning every surface. They say things that sometimes we might miss. Nothing is worse than when we finish an exam, tell the patient they look great, and then the hygienist says, oh, doc, uh, did you look at the buckle of the upper right second molar? <laughs> oh, my hygienist, you know, we've all been there. And if you haven't, you will be. My hygienists they know not to do that to me. Or they'll be looking for a new job after they're putting time out for the rest of the day. Okay, the same protocol goes both ways. If they miss some calculus, don't make them feel stupid for missing it. I simply remove it and tell the patient that I, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't, I wasn't seeing additional decay there so we cover each other cuz sometimes those things happen so none of us are perfect um, i hope all of you do the same so examinations whatever the exam is that they help me with i pay them a percent of that second one's profies that goes without saying they own the profies third is the any x-rays they take any x-rays they take including comb beam and that should go without saying too and the fourth thing, any, or number four, I should say, any time they anesthetize a patient for me, I give them a percentage of that. Some of you are going, what, Rob? What are you talking about? We don't charge for anesthetic. If you don't, if you don't charge for anesthetic or don't know how to charge for it, you definitely need to come to our training. Um, by the way, the laws that we're working on on Capitol Hill, that's going to be a power play on anesthetic. We'll cover that soon. If you don't believe you should charge for anesthetic because you've been brainwashed into believing it should be inclusive or bundled into all your procedures because of your non-business-educated philosophy stock, then you are clearly the problem to those of us who are battling dental insurance companies so that we can be paid fairly for the services we provide. Medical charges for anesthetic, uh, uh, veterinary charges for anesthetic, uh, chiropractic's charge for anesthetic. I hope you let that sink in for a minute. Why did that happen years ago, back in the 2000? Why, did, why was that paradigm shift taken over? And it's because of uh, frequency, and the insurance will go after us anytime, just like they're doing with buildups. That's a whole other story, frequency. They try to shut it down wherever they don't have to pay out. And if you let them, that's your problem. But we're pushing back. And we're succeeding. More on that later. So if you don't understand, call me. I'm happy to explain it offline. Number five, periodontal therapy. And that goes without saying, except we know how to treat periodontal disease much differently than the majority. We teach that here at My Practice, My Business. We know how to bill it out correctly at over $3,000, $4,000 per case. If you don't understand what I'm teaching here, you need our training. End of story. Um, Six, and finally... Anything that promotes oral health care, such as orthodontic aligners, night guards, whitening, anything like that, that they beat me to the diagnosis and the, and the, the offering of treatment, if they beat me there, <laughs> they usually do because they're with the patient first, they get a percentage of that. So they're a team player, and we need to treat them like a team player. Now that I've laid down the groundwork with business principles and components to ponder paying your hygienists on, Let's get down to the hard, cold facts and that'll make some of you very uncomfortable out there. And you know me. I love making you uncomfortable. That is how we determine the actual percentage we are paying our hygiene producers. Doctors, there's just you and the hygienist. You're the only two that actually bring money into the practice. So you need to think of it like that. So in your practice management system, you can either bill out your fee-for-service fees on all your patients including your insured patients, or you can hook each of your patients to their actual fee schedules, both insured and uninsured. If you don't know what each patient is actually charged and you pay your hygienist based on production, it can place you well above that magical 33% target point. That is just one reason out of many why we teach you to hook your patients to their actual fee schedule in your practice management system. Your, your software is built to do that. And it's built to do that for a reason. Okay, when you do this simple business principle of hooking those patients to their actual fees, you know exactly, exactly where your production is each day, each week, each month. I hope you get the picture. It's how all businesses are ran, or should be, except dentistry. So if, if you, But it can be. So if you're paying on production... You need to pay on actual net production, not gross production, minus some arbitrary write-off that gets used somewhere close to that net production. That's the easiest way to clean that whole business concept up. Concept up, Just hook the patient to their fees. I can argue that all day long, and I'll win that debate each and every time on many other points that I'm not even addressing here. Now for the uncomfortable part, if you're paying your hygienist hourly and you look closely at their actual production, total that actual production and divide it by the associated pay period, what you paid them that that two-week period or roughly two-week period if you're paying twice a month, that's what you look at. So let's say that you're paying your hygienist $38 an hour and they work part-time at 60 hours per pay period. Yeah, I know. Some of you are thinking that, Rob, that's 30 hours a week. That's full time. <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay? But let's just say that that's $38 an hour and 60 hours. Their total gross pay would be $2,280. $38 times 60 hours is $2,280 gross pay. Now we look at their net production for that pay period. And let's say it was $5,500 for the time they worked. You take $2,280 and divide it by 5,500. And then, of course, you can either look at it, you know, move the decimal, or you can multiply it by 100, and that will give you a percentage. It's 41.5% of net production. Is that hygienist profitable for the practice? Nope. How often do we see this? All the time. Okay? So if, if you teach your hygienist... Uh, business principles that help them understand that they've got to be team players just like you, Doc. If you help them understand that, then you're going to have a hygienist that is going to want to do what I'm going to teach here in a minute. So one would think that 60 hours of work would produce about 60 patients if there were n- zero no-shows. So that that, that hygienist let's say in those 60 hours, had one patient per hour. So that's an average, and this is like a, a statewide average in Utah. In other states it would be higher. I don't think in any other states it would be lower, but it's an average of ninety-one sixty-seven per hygiene patient. Is that a good number? Uh, maybe that is the best number for your practice at this time, and that's a real possibility. But I want you guys to know that I pay my hygienist $15 an hour, And 15% of their production. So at 60 hours, let's run this with my hygienist. Let's see what they would make. At 60 hours, they would make a base of $900, 60 times $15 is $900, and a bonus of 825 based on that total of uh, production of 5,500. Okay. So now uh, they would actually uh, make If uh, the total pay would be $900 plus the 825 bonus, that equals $1,725, which is $555 less than the hygienist in this scenario. But you take that $1,725 and divide it by $5,500 of production. Guess what that turns out to be? 31% of production. That's a fair salary to the doc that's that is a more fair salary than thirty eight dollars per hour. So my hygienist in this scenario, though hygienist for are listening, you'll pass out, but that's okay. Revive yourself because really cool news is coming. My hygienist in that scenario would would have only made twenty eight dollars and seventy five cents per hour based on how we pay. But wait, remember what I told you. My hygienists get their production uh, they get their production pay on not they. They Not their hourly pay, but their actual production pay. They get paid on production of all the things we talked about. That's the best way to put it. The percentage scenarios of what I'm going to tell you don't just apply to hygienist pay here in Utah, but they also will pertain to any state because the ratios of procedural reimbursements to regional pay are mathematically similar. Now, let's have some fun docs, and I hope you hygienists are listening too here. My hygienists are making consistently consistently between 40 even upwards of over $70 per hour. Does that freak anybody out? And in Utah, that's a killer wage. But one averages, one of my hygienists averages well over $50 per hour all the time. And the other one happens to be a little younger, and she's still learning and doing so well. And she's still a fairly new hygienist, but she's averaging over $44 per hour. And oftentimes, uh, the young one is beating my seasoned hygienist in hourly pays on some pay periods. So for those in Utah listening to this, they would tell me I'm definitely beyond the upper limit of hourly pay for hygienists here. All the Utah hygienists would agree with me. That's what they would tell anybody outside of Utah. But this is what all of you need to know the most. My hygienist average pay is 25.6% of their net even though I'm paying them that much. You heard me correctly, 25.6%. What does that really mean? It means that I've learned how to pay my hygienists fairly for their hard work. They have actually learned how to work hard, but not be overworked. And I actually make money from my hygiene department instead of it being a lost leader, which 90% of the hygiene departments out there, on an average, are lost leaders. This is something... In Utah, that is as rare as a UFO spotting, be paying them uh, what I do and, and having it be 25 to 26% of, of their actual uh, uh, production. So run the scen- scenario stock and see where you're at. If you're paying your hygienist an hourly rate that equates to anything over 33%, You're giving up your salary, doc, your salary to have them work for you. And if your hygienists are not being paid on the high end of your area, or doc, if you're not profitable with your hygiene department by providing everyday oral health care and not with high pressure cells of electric toothbrushes and sealants and everything else, you should call us for training if you're not getting there. Learning how to have a win-win with your hygienists is not that difficult when you've been shown business principles that pertain to the clinical business of dentistry. However, teaching those business principles, your hygienists, docs, as we teach them to the hygienists and getting them to change how they're paid, getting them to change that thought leadership of what they've been ingrained with, the status quo, especially if they've been pampered for years, just might be a task that will expose who is truly in charge of the practice. Is it you, Doc, or is it them? Ouch. Yes, I said it, but once you experience the benefits of being paid like an owner, my hygienist friends, you'll never go back to an hourly pay. And that's the words of our hygienists, not mine. I love this question when it came up in the in the Utah Dental Networking Group, because, you know, I, I sometimes hygienists drive me insane because of, of they just don't have the practice best interests of heart. They just they become a hygienist, and they just want to be paid, but they don't understand that they're a producer, and if they're not meeting at least a 33% or less uh, productivity uh, percentage uh, in the practice to their pay, they're actually a detriment to the practice. And I don't, you know, a decent hygienist with a good heart and a good conscience, and who wants to be ethical with the owner of the practice. Will see this, and they'll want to. They'll want to be paid how my hygienists are paid. I, I used to cringe, used to cringe when my one hygienist she would peak over seventy bucks an hour. I was like, oh my gosh, what's holy cow? You nobody's making seventy bucks an hour. And actually, truth be told, I tried to throttle her back. I did. And she came to me and she said, "Rob, look." I said, "Look, we got to put a cap on your hourly rate. You're just making too much in Utah. I can hire two hygienists for the price of you." She is very good at her job, though very, very good. Patients love her. She has zeroed in on doing just quality work each and every time, and I love that. And I'm happy to pay her seventy bucks an hour because docs, if she, if I'm only paying her 25-26% of her production, then I'm actually making money. And, and it's okay to pay your hygienists. Uh, you know, you, you pay them for their hard work efforts and, and what they do. We don't want them over-diagnosing. That's for dang sure. And we hold them accountable to that. And they don't over-diagnose. But it's all in the period department. It's all how you treat periodontal disease it's all how you work with them on, like, we do clear aligners all the time. Um, and if they get the patient to, you know, uh, sign off on, on having their teeth straightened and we're able to do the case, uh, I don't have to refer it out. We're very selective on the cases we choose because I only want to do easy ones. We give them a percentage of that too. So it makes it fun for them to promote oral health care. I love when hygienists promote oral health care, good oral health care, that is not excessive oral health care. And that's the thing, believe me, when you flip to the way that I pay my hygienist, if you flip to that direction, that's the only thing you have to keep an eye on, that they're not overdoing it. So you have to throttle them back, tell them to keep it real um, in in their diagnosis and, and in what they present the patients. Um, but man, has it been amazing to be able to pay them like that. And... And it's just fun. I love treating them like owners, like me. Hey, when I'm busy and I have a lot of work to do, I make more money. And when they're busy, they make more money. One of the hygienists on the Utah Dale Networking Group made a comment, and she said that she's paid that way. We've been teaching this for years a- here in Utah, and I know that a lot of the docs have picked up on this, and they've switched to that paying their hygienists like that. And the one hygienist made the comment, she said, the only downfall – is when you're not busy. So if you have patients that aren't there, you're only making fifteen bucks an hour. But it incentivizes them to do recall because they want to keep their schedule filled. What a concept! They're not just sitting there, at thirty-five bucks an hour, watching their phones, playing on their phones, doing nothing, and then the thing and and the other team members, you know, that does not lead to very good team unity because they get upset when they see the hygienist doing that, and they think that. Oh, why does the hygienist think that I'm the one that has to fill their schedule all the time? Why don't they do it? They're getting paid 35 38 bucks an hour, whatever it is, 30 bucks an hour. And they, they get a little frustrated because they're not making as much. Well, this way, the hygienist is incentivized to fill her schedule or his schedule. It's amazing when you switch to this. Um, and I love it. I love that hygienists are asking about this. Um, If there's any hygienists listening out there, by all means, please give us a call at My Practice, My Business. We are happy to teach you what to go tell your doc on how you want to get paid, because the upside potential for you guys is way higher than what you've normally been paid. And uh, yeah, you won't let periodontal disease walk out of your office anymore either. You won't allow the dentist to say, oh, just clean them them up good there, uh, Sally, and Fred, and they'll be fine, you know. Uh-uh. They got periodontal disease, you treat it as a disease. Don't let it go out. Those are the cool things that happen. So I hope this has been helpful. If you need backup when discussing this with your hygiene department doc, I want you to know that we're here for you. <laughs> it always causes a mutiny on the, on the first go-around of com- communication, but, but I'll tell you, when, they, when you have your hygienist call my hygienist, and they can do that anytime when they do that, when you have them call... Uh, it's pretty exciting because they get they learn things that they just didn't even know could potentially or possibly happen. So I hope this has been helpful. Thanks, hygienists on the Utah Dental Dental Networking Group for bringing that discussion up. Glad to see that many more of you are being paid an hour hourly rate and a percent and a percent of your production. Good for you guys. You're being you're you're acting like owners because there's only two producers in the practice: the dentist and the hygienist. And we're grateful for the rest of the team to support us and back us up. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for being with us today. To learn more about our guaranteed, no-risk, clinical business of dentistry training that is changing dental practices for the better, just go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and surf our pages for additional information about our company. When you're ready, give us a call and get scheduled for the best training you'll ever experience. Those are the words of our clients, not us. Our mission statement is simple. We increase the net revenue of dental practices with our key methods, tools, and training utilizing everyday need-based dentistry. We believe that there's never been a more important time than now for dentists to know what we know, and that is, one, how to compete with Retail America. Two, how to be profitable with dental procedures, especially those performed on patients with dental insurance plans. Three, how to place oral health care at the forefront of patient's discretionary spending. And four, how to ethically, legally, and morally be paid fairly for the services you provide. All of us here at My Practice My Business know exactly how to help you implement each of those talking points and more with our key methods, knowledge, and training. Our clients' testimonies say it all. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon at the My Practice, My Business training facility located in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call us. Thank you again, and have a fantastic day.